Mike check, Mike check. Where the fuck is Mike check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Yeah, okay It's been a minute Let me go ahead and get this turned down So we can go and talk about some things real quick Here we go Alright, here we go Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your boy A-Double And you're now tuned into another episode of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes Hopefully everybody been doing good out there I know this week we're experiencing a little bit of a heat wave It's the first week of September Just seems like yesterday was May uh, Time flies, especially when you're grown and paying bills, right? So uh, just shout out to everybody who's listening to the show You know, whether you're at work, whether you're cooling out on the couch or you're in the gym or you're going for a power walk through your neighborhood. Shout out to you. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving and stay positive. All right. So let's go ahead and get started on this good old summer jam screen. Uh, First thing I really want to talk about is last week was uh, 10 years uh, since Katrina happened. And, uh, you know, we saw um, George W., you know, uh, you know, Mr. Fool Me Once, uh, shame on you, fool me, uh, can't get fooled again. He went down to uh, Nolens and, uh, you know, he was embraced by black folks. And uh, there's been a lot of memes going around, you know, uh, showing in 05 how black folks were looking to uh, 2015, how they're embracing him. Um you know, uh, I guess time does heal wounds, but I, I still haven't forgot. A lot of people haven't forgotten, you know, about his slow, slow response to Katrina and him flying through why people were, you know, on their roofs begging for help and him bigging up um, the FEMA director. Um, I forgot his name, something brown. And uh, actually, after he got bigged up uh, by uh, then president uh, Bush, he uh, quit like 10 days later or something like that. So. Um, still some disturbing things going on down there in, uh, in, uh, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans in particular, uh, the ninth ward, lower ninth ward is still suffering down there. I saw a story on the news on NBC nightly news, uh, last week with, uh, uh, with the brother Lester. Uh, he was, uh, talking with a, a guy who runs a supermarket down there. Excuse me, and it's the only supermarket down there in the Lower Ninth Ward. He said, if people want to go get fresh uh, fruits and vegetables, um, they actually have to go to another city. Um, and it's a crazy drive. So the Lower Ninth Ward is still suffering. Uh, you know, they they still got run down homes out there uh, in uh, the Lower Ninth Ward, um, you know, still affected from Katrina, what happened. And um, nothing has been rebuilt. Uh, that brother who runs the grocery store down there, he uh, used his life savings to open up that store. And uh, he he hopes to, you know, expand it and things of that sort. And, uh, and my thinking behind it is, you know, there is uh, there's opportunity down there in that lower ninth ward. I know uh, folks are like, oh, you know, what about black on black crime down there? Um, you know, poverty and all this other nonsense. But you look at what this brother's doing. He uh, opened up. Sorry about that. He opened up another. Uh, I mean, he opened up a store down there, and people, it's a necessity. So, I mean, all my fellow black entrepreneurs and you know investors, I feel like they should go down there and you know start making some moves and create some jobs down there for those people. And it's really fucked up just how they rebuilt. You know the city except for that area you know you see these rundown homes um you know with uh plywood all over the windows the yards you know unkept um you know the there's weeds growing everywhere so it's, it's real fucked up down there in the lower ninth ward so you know hopefully um you know some people saw that news story and you know they feel like they can do something about that you know go down there open up some businesses and things of that sort and speaking of businesses um new orleans saw a tech boom happen with um people starting up marketing firms you know coming down there um starting up uh you know other kind of digital businesses and uh 
white folks down there cleaning up. Um, it, like I, I read in the Washington Post, they were talking about how uh, New Orleans has been gentrified now, except for the Lower Ninth Ward. Um, pretty much, you know, predominantly black areas. Um, they're now, you know, uh, getting white folks all up in there. Uh, they rate, they rebuilt a lot of those areas, you know, except for what I spoke on before. And they raised the rent, you know, um, raised prices and, you know, kind of pushed black folks out. And then, you know, a lot of those black folks that was in the Superdome and things of that sort, they were kind of moved all over through the country. I remember back in, what was it, um, late 05, 06, I was working at a Blockbuster Video down there in Florence, down there on North 30th. And a lot of those people were in those towers, like the Benson Towers, um, in the Florence Tower down there on Florence Boulevard. And they would come rent movies and stuff. And they were just talking about how grateful they were to be up here. And, I, you know, I just told them, you know, we were happy to, oh, you know, Omaha is happy to have you here. And we're just glad you're safe and you made it up here. So I know a lot of those brothers and sisters, they talking about going back down there um and there's a story of a few uh, black folks going back down there but it just looks totally different you know their old neighborhoods you know looks a lot more pale and uh, you know there's a lot of hipsters there you know, people i mean after the renovations in new orleans a lot of those you know guys who wanted to start up companies guys and gals started up companies they went down there you know snatched up that real estate and um even though they raised the prices pricing on uh you know land and uh homes down there it still wasn't you know too bad i mean it was higher than what the residents in new orleans were you know used to before katrina but uh the people who started small businesses it really wasn't too bad for them at all and um you know uh some of the neighborhoods are becoming blended which is nice but um just the you know it's just fucked up that how you know, I'm not saying anything about the gentrification, but you just kind of see, you know, just reading that Washington Post article just just kind of made me realize that, you know, maybe that those conspiracy theories were true. You know, the kind of, you know, they started blowing up uh, those um, those dams and shit like that. There were um, and those blockages that was supposed to keep out, you know, the seawater and things like that. Uh, and keep out, you know, the lakes and stuff like that, all the the water and shit going on during the hurricane. They said they heard explosions instead of waves crashing. And you know what? It could, you know, that could have been a long-term plan to, you know, make New Orleans a little bit more pale. So it's, it's, it's really kind of disturbing, you know, to see that happen. I remember people were talking about that, and I was just thinking, no, nah, they're just going to rebuild it you know keep it pushing but yeah it's turning into a tech boom down there as far as you know uh, different firms opening it up and uh people uh white folks coming down there and you know snatching up property and land and uh lsu um they uh ran a study and they were talking about you know the recovery since katrina and it was had white folks and black folks and it said that about 80 percent of white folks felt that they mostly recovered from katrina and a uh, 60% of blacks said they mostly did not recover from it. And uh, the, the whites that they, you know, they polled said that New Orleans is better after the storm. So that kind of tells you something. And, you know, black folks feel that, you know, uh, they don't. They don't feel that it's better off before the storm. So uh, it is what it is. But like I said before, hopefully folks, you know, can go down you know, to that lower ninth ward and just start rebuilding, you know, um, it's just kind of, you would think that they would, you know, kind of rebuild the whole city, but you know, the poorest part of the city, they just were like, nah, we just gonna, you know, maybe send a couple of mops and brooms to that area, but they rebuilt the whole other parts, you know, French quarters and all that stuff. So, and the mayor of, you know, you know, he supports the gentrification, you know, he was quoted as, uh, saying that uh, New Orleans is the uh, nation's most, uh, uh, let's see here, immediate lab for innovations and change. So that's just showing that, you know, he supports the gentrification and the, you know, the changing of the tide. You know, change is good, but when people suffer, I mean, that change really isn't good. So 
hopefully those folks down in the NO in the lower ninth war, you know, hold your head up. Maybe y'all can, you know, pull your money together and, uh, you know, start creating businesses of your own, you know, maybe start up, you know, some kind of lawn service, you know, start down, start back cutting down those, those, those big ass weeds and those, the yards looking like jungles and shit like that. And, you know, maybe, you know, start a renovation project or even, you know, start start a GoFundMe. You know, there's GoFundMe is so damn crooked because you got folks wanting to stunt and, you know, make up shit, you know, to uh, take trips out of town and stuff like that. But if you can genuinely get a campaign going for folks to uh, donate money to uh, rebuild the Ninth War, you never know what'll happen. You know, you could definitely get some celebrity endorsements, you know, holler at your boy Lil Wayne, um, holler at some more people jay elect um just you know try to reach out see if you can um you know and uh i'm not telling you guys to you know pull yourselves up by your bootstraps but just giving you some ideas to you know rebuild that ninth war because you don't you don't deserve to just live in poverty like that um in a effed up situation that happened you know through mother nature so go ahead hopefully you folks in the ninth war keep your head up all right all right, I really didn't want to speak too much on the uh, Virginia shooting with uh, the uh, the the guy uh, Vester Flanagan. Um, is that his name? Yeah, uh, when he uh, you know shot uh, Allison and uh, Adam live on air in Virginia. Um, he was a disgruntled employee. Um, uh, supposedly and you know he just was fed up he wrote a manifesto um saying that dylan roof you know um kind of inspired the killing you know uh two days after the church shootings um he went and got him a gun and i guess he was just brewing you know i guess the station fired him for being difficult to work with um he was claiming you know that there was some racism going on, people cracking jokes and shit like that about him being black and his sexuality. I guess the, the brother was gay or whatever. And um, the thing that bothers me the most is uh, how white folks are just blaming the uh, the consciousness of black folks, like waking up like the Black Lives Matter movement um, to put us in with this brother. Now, he just went off on his own, you know, just was filled with rage it could have been some mental health issues going on there to basically you know go live on air you know and uh, execute two people it could have been three but the lady survived who they were interviewing god was with her um but you know you got these 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 right wingers and then you even i don't even care about political class or whatever or affiliation i should say uh you know trying to trying to put a target on all black folks back it's just like oh we got to stop this movement right now they're they're waking up they're gonna do something they're gonna do something to hurt us and i remember when this this kind of reminds me back when barack obama president obama excuse me got elected uh you know back in 08 and I, I remember people were like white folks were like are we gonna be slaves now and all this other stuff like they were genuinely worried that black folks were going to do to them what they did to us now that that tells you a lot it does and whenever a shooting like this happens when it's racially charged and the the black person is the you know is the offender or whatever you know white folks start circling their wagons and getting you know kind of antsy and you know what are we going to do what are we going to do i've seen more posts about gun control since this shooting before anything with the the mass you know the mass shootings in um colorado with the batman movie and the guy who thought he was a super villain um with the kids at sandy hook god rest their souls you know i didn't see anything about that talking about gun control that was you know a little bit but it wasn't to that extent and then um just recently with the guy going into the uh, amy schumer movie and shooting shit up and and with the uh the shooting in the church with dylan roof i didn't see that much speak uh that much you know talk about gun control but like that's all i'm seeing now since that happened is you know we need to you know if it can't be gun control we need to have administer all these different kind of psychological tests before people can get a gun 
and all this other bullshit and if that's the case i mean if we do get legislation to pass some sort of you know ordinance or law that say that you have to take some kind of psychological exam it's gonna be a lot of folks colored and non-colored that you know can't have their constitutional right to bear arms and i think we need to revamp the fucking constitution it was written in jesus centuries ago and we're still following it like it's the law of the land it's just like it it, i don't know it's it's crazy i feel like we need to revamp it but then at the same time people are gonna be like oh you're taking our rights blah 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 but you gotta think about it especially black folks the constitution don't apply to us because we never was in mind and i mean we've we've been less than a man for centuries in the eyes of you know who but that's a different story so it's just we're, we're going by this old ass oh you're taking our constitutional rights when it's something like a white person going off and you know going postal quote unquote but then a black person you know blows blows his or her gasket and then it's all about oh well we need to change these laws so i mean you you see you see the bull you see through the bullshit that the media is portraying and then what what makes it even worse is how people just eat that shit up they will regurgitate shit that they've seen on the o'reilly factor shit that they've seen on msnbc cnbc uh fox news cnn they will regurgitate it verbatim and i just challenge people to to think on their own and to use common fucking sense i mean it's been proven over and over that the news doesn't provide news it provides a narrative to fit to fit their agenda and their agenda is basically to get you to keep tuning in so they can keep getting those dollars from advertising that is it like do you like and then some of these 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 correspondents and these show news show hosts they write these crazy ass books that they don't believe none of that shit like your girl ann coulter like she says the most craziest shit just the craziest shit and people eat that shit up you know she hates people of color hates people of color but i bet you on the weekends you can catch her catch her rubbing one off to some interracial porn or some shit you know what i'm saying and it's the same thing with uh, o'reilly he he talks all this shit about you know oh if the black families or the hispanic families were together and all this other bullshit and this guy has been accused I don't, I don't know how many times this guy's been married been accused of beating the shit out of his girlfriends and wives and, and they just they write these books and they throw a flag on it and an eagle on it and it just sells out and it just amazes me like and i know folks don't feel like that deep down inside i hope they don't because if they do they're just fucking brainwashed so i just challenge people to think for them fucking selves take everything that you see that you hear with a grain of salt just do some fucking critical thinking that's what i challenge people to do so just going back to this shooting please don't group this 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 black man in with conscious black folks who want to change legislation and who want to take steps towards equality that's what the fuck the blm movement really wants is just equality and to stop being victims of police brutality that is it and so the so i've seen some crazy shit uh moving on just like don't group that that individual with us because i mean you it's no don't group him in with us just stop it just stop trying to you know piece shit together just stop it the man was fed up you know and he he just took drastic actions hey that's on him he took his own life you know we're gonna have to let god deal with him but while we're here on earth please don't don't group us in with that man okay but the thing is moving on you know i I seen a a clip going around on uh, facebook i think it was from us weekly and it was uh the lady who used to be on the view and she was talking about how come black lives matter isn't deemed a hate group why is it that it, and it and this this is the shit that it, it reminds me of when she said that 
it reminds me of when you have like a group of black folks at work in a predominantly white space so which is that that's everywhere and you know two black dudes or a black guy and a black girl uh, i'm sorry black woman uh you know they get together or two black women get together talking and then here comes you know uh, a white overseer like a supervisor or someone who acts like a supervisor but really not and, they, and you getting paid more than them but they act like they running shit they come up and try to see what you're doing you know because they get nervous i mean that's what it reminded me of when she was talking about why isn't it deemed a hate group or a terrorist group i can't remember what she said i think it was a hate group or something like that but and then uh the guy that was on there being interviewed because they was talking about the the black dude that uh, executed the uh the sheriff uh down south uh he ran up on him at the gas station and uh just put some hot ones in his back um so he was talking about that we know he was he, he went on about he didn't say black on black crime but he, he he was talking about the other uh the other thing family if black folks had you know a stronger family bond they wouldn't be out here killing cops they wouldn't be out here killing each other so i guess he did bring up black on black crime and that's the real issue you know start you know their community and all this other stuff and yeah okay i mean they they're gonna have to use a new argument because i mean black folks have are starting to wake up to the bullshit because i mean you back in the days there was always a few people who were woke quote unquote to the nonsense but everybody else just fed into the narrative they were always just like oh we is our own worst enemy you know oh we 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 gotta take care of ourselves first before we can take on racism because we up here killing each other and nobody wants to point the the finger at economics nobody wants to do that nobody wants to talk about the lack of jobs like i said before you know if a man can't provide for his family or he can't earn anything he's going to do anything you know to you know occupy his time or do anything to put food on the table for his family you know case in point like the article flying around online and at the workplace about the brother who you know was robbing banks you know to uh, pay for medical bills for his daughter so i mean you you think about this and the situation could have been prevented could have been prevented if he going back to economics if he had a better job a better job within his vicinity and better health insurance i mean that's just a man trying to take care of his family it goes back to economics okay and then you go back as far as the uh the uh, maldisplacement of wealth and resources ain't shit in the hood but liquor stores that's it ain't nothing in there but liquor stores and payday loan places you know you borrow $400 you gotta pay back $550 you know so um, you can't just say that bullshit about you know family and community and all this other stuff and it's just you, you listen to these folks talk you know on, on tv and they just spew they they it's like they have a loaded gun and they're just you know just shooting shots shooting shots with no consequences you know just character assassination left and right but you know black lives matter it you know i've been very critical of it because it hasn't been very decisive about what they need and what they want but it's it's very far from a hate group so when you start waking up to the bullshit that america feeds you you know america will assassinate your character we all know that excuse me we all know we all know what happened with dr king when uh you know they started harassing his wife you know uh you know saying that he was he was cheating he was a ladies man and uh he was doing all this other nonsense trying to assassinate his character and the same thing happened with uh brother malcolm you know they started polluting his started polluting the nation and the nation you know started feeding into that started getting a little bit jealous of you know malcolm's facetime but malcolm did that all for the nation so you just have to look back at history and uh you know uh those who don't want to relinquish power or see equality happen will assassinate your character and you know they will keep you know they will you know keep gathering those sheep and keep herding them towards your way to you know kind of whitewash you so to everybody fighting a good fight continue to fight the good fight and for those 
you know, who are sheep, who do, you know, have these bullshit ass, I want my America back book, just just kind of kind of look at yourself and, and just question yourself. You know, what do I want? Like, what is my problem with having equality in America? Like, really fucking think about that. What is your problem with having an equal playing field? Like, what are you so scared of? There is nothing wrong with some healthy competition. I always thrive during competition. I mean, anybody who, who knows me knows that, you know, we playing a game of 21, you know, in life. You don't want, I mean, with my circle of friends, you don't want to be that one who, you know, who didn't make it. You know, you don't want to be the bum out the crew. So do you, what do, what, like, what are you so afraid of? I know what you're afraid of. But I want you to come to that realization. And I mean, are you scared of hard work? Are you scared of working even harder? I mean, what what is it? So this is this is pretty much to every every troll out there or every every sheepish person that believes everything that they see on TV. You know. So what are you afraid of, and why are you so afraid? You know, there's no black boogeyman out here. There's none. There's none. I mean, if you get to if you get to know a black person, your quote unquote black friend, and I'm not talking about the the black friend that wishes they were white. I'm talking about a genuine black person. You'll see that it's just a person just like you. You know, America is supposed to be a melting pot. It's supposed to be the land of opportunity. But you can't keep living off the backs of other people. So that's pretty much what I got to say about that. And rest in peace to those, you know, to the cameraman and to the uh I mean, to the photojournalist and to the, uh, you know, the anchor woman that was shot down in cold blood. I mean, that brother, he shouldn't have, you know, you know, it shouldn't have got to that point. You know, somebody should have tried to talk him out of it. But, you know, he could have been a very secluded person, but it shouldn't have came. But it came down to that. I know he was trying to make a statement. Um, He was just so filled with rage, you know, with uh, the whole Dylan Roof thing and that, that boy going into that church and, you know, killing those nine black people who opened up their arms and their heart to him. But you can't do that, you know, that eye for an eye thing, that eye for an eye thing. It doesn't work unless you actually go for the killer. That's how I, that's how I feel. You know, it, that's the only only way an eye for an eye can work. Now, if that man would have went, you know, and somehow smoked George Zimmerman. Hey, my man might need a Nobel Peace Prize. But as far as taking innocent lives, not at all. And then speaking of George Zimmerman, what the fuck is up with him having a Twitter account? And we know he's in hiding in Florida somewhere. And he was talking about how the guy, you know, who killed the um, the photojournalist and the, the anchor woman, uh, the news anchor lady, Uh, He was talking about how much of a coward he was and uh, how Obama let this happen. But if I recall, you you stalked a teenage boy and then you harassed him. Cops told you not to do it. And you take your punk ass over there and you start getting your ass whooped by this teenager because you thought you was going to be, you know, some kind of neighborhood patrol, armed neighborhood patrol. And you start getting that business and then you kill this black boy. So who's the fucking coward? So I mean, somebody catch him out at the lights. You know, you got to give it to him like uh, Kane's cousin Harold. So that's all I'm saying. You know, if uh, if Vester would have, you know, gave George Zimmerman a hot one. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't be talking about, you know, people thinking for themselves and things like that and irrational behavior. But I mean, we if we're going to be you know honest that man deserves to die george zimmerman does i mean he proved you know he got free beat the shit out of his girlfriend got into a road rage accident i mean an incident uh over in i think in texas or something like that then he was at a fucking gun show thinking that you know all these white folks are gonna come support him and now he's on twitter talking crazy and then he's painting confederate flags with his half mexican ass and signing them and some company is trying to make money off some kind of uh some kind of fucking uh uh contest that they can win a you know a signed portrait of the confederate flag that he painted so this man is the poster child for white supremacy even though he's half mexican you know it it just goes to show just how 
backwards a lot of these folks are here in America. And it's the majority of them. And these backwards ass folks, they they're the ones sitting up, you know, miserable about their jobs, uh, sitting up here watching these fake ass TV shows, you know, and these news shows and being brainwashed. And, you know, thinking everybody and uh, every person of color is out to get them and rape their women. So, I mean, it's it's disgusting. Like I said, some like, hey, the investor wanted to, you know, serve a hot one to this this man. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bat an eye. You know, I might would have a, a Vester Flanagan tattoo, but he didn't. He killed some innocent folks and he shouldn't have did that. He took his own life, you know, and he's going to have to come before the Lord. and He's going to have to deal with that. You know, and like I said before, the situation in I for an eye doesn't go that way. It has to go towards, you know, whoever harmed you. So it is what it is. So I think we're going to just kind of move on and talking about holding this L. Few people got to hold an L. Um, first person is your boy, um, Kevin Gates. Uh, there's been video surfacing of him, you know, at a concert. Some lady kept grabbing at his leg uh, and then he kicked her, kicked the shit out of her. Now, I don't think it should have came to that. He released a track talking about she kept grabbing at his dick and he told her to quit and then he got fed up. But I mean, if that's the case, you have security, you got your boys on stage, you know, just have her escorted out. Like, what is your monkey ass doing? You know, trying to punt this woman like you're trying to hit a 30 yard field goal. I mean, I've, I've never been a fan of his music. Um, you know, it came out a few months ago or was it maybe last year that he likes to sleep with his cousin. And, uh, so then, you know, that man has no regards for, you know, any human life if he likes, you know, cousin pussy. So my man, Kevin Gates, not my man, but you got to hold this L, you know, it's really going to hurt your brand. Uh, from my understanding, you, uh, were, uh, you served some time in the pen now you got you know a way to make some money telling your life story you know you're you're fucking up your brand right now i know he's supposed to be coming to the city right now uh coming to omaha or whatever doing a little concert or some shit like that um you know what he might not make it you know if the those those laws catch up to him because i know the sister is talking about she's going to press charges you know file some kind of suit against him and then um yeah, and then all those people who bought tickets, they're going to be SOL, and then they're going to be looking for the promoter who's throwing this thing. And uh, so, Kevin Gates, you got to hold this L. Another person who has to hold this L is uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, Nicki Minaj went on a rant not too long ago. She was on Twitter uh, talking some shit about, you know, how her video uh, wasn't nominated for a VMA. Um something about you know taylor swift and then all this other nonsense and uh you know next thing you know she's on the vmas performing with taylor swift and and then she came from miley cyrus and the only thing that miley cyrus was saying was uh she should have worded it differently when she went on her rant and said that you know if she's doing this for little black girls you know she she, she should have said that instead of being so you know self-centered about it and my thing is, if you're an artist, stick to fucking music. Do not try to make a statement because if you if you don't own your own company, your own music label, your own distribution, uh, you're not your you. You know, you don't have your own uh, media company as far as your own uh, company to promote you and things of that sort. You need to just shut the fuck up because you're a puppet. You know, you're going to go with them dollars at. And that's exactly what happened. Nicki Minaj took her big old plastic butt cheeks on the VMAs and she performed smiling with a couple of side eyes with uh, Taylor Swift. Um, so people learn from that. You know, if you want to jump into this music industry, entertainment industry, just know that you will become a puppet. So you got to just ask yourself, how much is my soul worth? If you really want to jump into this and hey, have some freedom, well, you're going to have to have your own distribution. You're going to have to have your own uh, pr promo company. You have to have a manager that really, you know, looks out for you, you know. So Nicki Minaj, you really do. You have to hold this L. You can't go on this whole rant you know, uh, uh, kind of hitting towards boycotting something and you don't, 
I mean, I respected uh, Ho for doing that because he always used to boycott the Grammys, you know, when he was on his run when he first was starting out, you know, when uh, Reasonable Doubt Volume 1 and Volume 2, Volume 3 was dropping, he would always boycott it because, you know, they, would, they wouldn't recognize rap, you know, for like albums of the year you know, or records of the year. So, I mean, that's just something you really got to keep in mind. And then speaking of the dynasty, we got to throw up the rock sign. Your boy Kanye West, uh, he re- he received the Vanguard Award, and he got up on stage, and this brother didn't write a speech. He wanted to go off the cuff, and it showed. My man started off talking about the Taylor Swift incident, and they, you know they had her give give the um, give the award to him, um, and he started talking about you know going to the store for some juice with his daughter. And how he would, uh, you know, meet people in the grocery store. And they say, you're not that bad after all. Tell my wife, folks. Or how he would go to a baseball game. And everybody in the arena would boo him. And he was talking about he'd do this for the art. And all this other stuff. I, I, I get what he was trying to get at. But um, he he can't. Uh, it feels like his uh, he was trying to gather his thoughts as he spoke. And in those situations, you need to just write it down. You can't just freestyle it. I mean, you need to write it down or have somebody write it for you. We know that you have a team of writers, you know, when you're writing songs. So go ahead and have somebody write your speeches for you. And he ended it up. He ended it talking about um, he's going to run for president. And I think that was just kind of something off the, you know, something just to wrap it up. Everybody loved it. But I hated it because he just he looked he looked very damaged up there. He looked like he didn't know what was going on. He said that he smoked a joint to take the, you know, to kind of ease his nerves. But at the same time, he looked, he looked, he didn't look like himself. You know, he didn't look, he looked like he was, you know, somebody else. So could be the effect, that Kardashian effect. Like I said before on my Facebook you know, they turned Lamar into a crackhead. You know, Bruce Jenner is a is a woman now. And uh, James Harden is next. So, you know, they got Ye up there looking like a fool. You know, he should have came up there, you know, with a speech written or remembered. Or, you know, had some talking points to remember. So, you know, Kanye need to drop an album. Hopefully it's not on no Yeezus mess. Uh, hopefully it's on some more, you know, my... Uh, Twisted Dark Fantasy or whatever Or, you know, go back to the college dropout stuff But, you know, hey I guess it's like Hov say If you want my old shit, buy my old albums But, I don't like this direction That Ye's going in I feel like he needs to have somebody in his corner Talking some sense into him You know, maybe that's what his mom was doing Before she died, rest in peace Um, But he really does need that And I feel like, you know Him being with the, uh, him being a Kardashian Now, I feel like they're just gonna milk him the fuck dry you know if he keeps on if he doesn't take a hold of his life they're gonna milk him you know milk him dry and his brand is gonna be tarnished you know people are gonna be like hey what happened to yay you know you don't hear about him uh you know producing stuff as much now i know he has a family and things of that sort but i just feel like him being with the Kardashian clan is really going to hurt his brand. I mean, you got uh, Mama Chris who will, you know, pimp her kids out. So what makes you think she won't pimp out Kanye to the death? You know, so Kanye, really get your shit together, man. You got to hold this L, my friend. You really got to hold it. All right. So another person that has to um, has to hold this L is uh, John Shoots uh, from uh, he's he's a a local uh he's he's he was a local uh, sports broadcaster here and he was supposed to get a job with the university of nebraska lincoln unl go huskers go big red um he was supposed to get like the uh, public service announcement job and he didn't get it he got it but they took it away because they found an old post of him criticizing the university when they fired bo pelini so john you gotta hold this l I mean, I know the university was being petty, but, you know, you should have deleted it, you know, uh, or you should have thought of, well, I don't know. Social media is going to get you in trouble. So, you know, maybe somebody who was in the running for him, you know, screen screen screencapped what he said, you know, and brought it up or whatever. But, you know, John Shoots, you got to hold this L. 
very petty of them but uh yeah you gotta hold that l all right so i guess uh we're gonna jump over to uh selling hope like dope i know i usually do that after the summer jam screen but uh hold that l has so many people in it uh we had to go ahead and just bump that up you know so the selling hope like dope i really wanted to do the best of omaha 2015 uh it just kind of it kind of blew me away um about what they had on there like for um the best donuts they didn't even have pettits up there like they had pettits under pastries but they didn't they didn't fucking have it under donuts so that really bothered me and what really 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 grind my gears shout out to peter griffin was the best wings buffalo wild wings was on the list buffalo wild wings is trash buffalo wild wings is the is the mcdonald's of wings it it's trash like all of their wings are trash i know people are gonna hate me on this but it is utter gutter dumpster juice trash like i hate buffalo wild wings great atmosphere but the food is very bland no matter what kind of wings you get they're bland and they're flavorless if i can put it like that so best of omaha really was out here selling hope like dope when they put that on there like how the fuck you put a chain on there on the best of omaha like i don't know it just really hurt my heart and the reason that this got to me was i was at pettish the other day and they had the banner up there for uh, best of omaha 2015 and i was just like oh hell yeah and so i went and looked at the list and that just broke my damn heart seeing trash ass buffalo wild wings on there buffalo wild wings is only good for drinks and watching sporting events so i guess you got to be drunk to enjoy them wings so that's that for selling hope like dope all right i'm still kind of mad about that best of omaha 2015 though but anyways moving on to the last segment of health over wealth you know without health you can't enjoy your wealth so health is everything and you can't buy back your soul you know that so on this one i really want to talk to my fellas you know for a second um mainly uh because i see the 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 bitching and complaining online and in real life you know i'm not gonna call any people out but there's a lot of bitching and complaining with without any work you know so the quote comes from douglas wilson it says if boys don't learn men won't know all right so basically what i want to see is i want to see men act like men again do not be afraid to lead do not be afraid to speak your mind uh, speak it in a respectful manner just stop being afraid to embrace your masculinity be a damn man work and achieve your goals that's what i really want to see no handouts you know i need you to get up off your girl's couch you know while she's at work and i need you to get off that playstation get off that xbox one and i need you to start doing what you need to do Cause I know it's eating at you Being lazy is not easy I know there's an art to being lazy So Stop being lazy And start achieving Every single goal That you think about That you sit up on that couch and think about You know when your girl comes home from work And you sitting up there on that couch Ain't did shit all day and she's asking you what you did today and then you have that quantum leap moment you know where everything's flashing through your head and you're like oh i should have did this that and the third i'll do it tomorrow and then you say to her oh i didn't do too much and she looks at you with disappointment but she sees something in you that she didn't see in any other guy so i need you i need you fellas to be a man i need you to lead even if the dynamic is, you know, your lady works and you stay at home, you know, hey, if that's the dynamic, hey, fix something around the house, start doing something, clean, mop, do something. You know, if that's the dynamic, 
but still you need to i mean a man needs to earn some income too you know it doesn't matter if his lady makes more than him but you need to contribute you need to earn something you know so men be men stop being afraid to not be a man stop acting like a little boy just please be a man i'm gonna tell you a story um when i used to work at the mart uh i had a supervisor i had a manager and uh he uh he called a meeting on a saturday and this is when i was working monday through friday and he did it because nobody would come to the weekday meetings we had one once a month you know to go over the department goals measurements things of that source and the budget and where do we need help you know as far as hiring and things of that sort so people didn't come so he called a mandatory one on a saturday morning at like eight eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday so of course i was pissed about it so i talked to him about it i'm like hey are you doing this you know because you know no one's showing up to that meeting is this are you like punishing us and he looked at me he's like no and i clearly could see that he was lying and i'm and i just called him out on it i'm like hey this is a power move, isn't it? I mean, I respect it. I understand it. But I've come to every single meeting. And this really isn't fair to those of us who come to the meeting and who have a life outside of work. You know, you should have those who don't come, you know, come to that mandatory meeting on Saturday instead of doing it in a way that, you know, by the actions of one, you're punishing us all. And so he was like, I respect that you're not afraid of me. And that just it blew me away. He was like, most people would come up to me, you know, and just complain and bitch about it instead of being a man and having a conversation with me about it. So what makes you so different? Why, why, why aren't you why aren't you afraid, you know, of the chain of command? And I'm like, at the end of the day, you got 10 fingers and 10 toes. I got 10 fingers and 10 toes. You're a man. I'm a man. Why should I be afraid of you? I respect you, but I'm not afraid of you. And from that point on, it it really kind of it changed everything in our in our relationship when I was working there. It was something more so of like a friendship, and you know um, I wouldn't say like a friendship, but it was more so like mutual respect. You know, when he when he spoke to me, he spoke to me and not at me since we had that conversation. So you know, and is and me giving that story is just to say that in the workplace you don't have to you know bow down you can you can be respectful you don't have to be docile you can state your opinion in a respectful manner you don't have to you know you don't have to be that the safe guy you know the safe guy at work you don't quit being scared to be a man you know you you deal with some bullshit at work you come home and you hoot and holler and you take it out on your family that's for my guys working you know, you hoot and holler and, you know, you're you're talking to your lady about how you would say this or that to your boss and all this other stuff. You shouldn't be you shouldn't have your manhood, you know, diminished when you go to work just because you need to earn some money. I mean, you uh, it, you would feel 10 times better, 10 times better, you know, if you got that off your chest to the actual person. And I know you do have there's a lot of us who do have dickhead bosses and things of that sort. But, you know, you come to them in a respectful manner. I think that was one of the, the great things that, you know, my mom taught me, is you know, don't fear no man. And, you know, don't be hard up for money. And that's one thing that, you know, that I, that I love about my mom is just how she taught me, you know, to be respectful to people, but don't fear anybody. There should be not be any fear in your heart. That person has a soul just like you have one. You know, the cars, clothes, money don't make that man. It's all about character. So, fellas, stop being afraid to be a man and stop being afraid to be a man in your relationship. Your lady wants you to lead. She wants you to be a damn man. Like I said, she saw something in you. You got to prove that she's right. All right. So that's all I got to say. Much love, much respect to everybody out there. Sorry this episode came like a week late. But hey, it's all love. I appreciate all of y'all, and I will holler at y'all next time. One.
seven trees barren strange fruit blood on the leaves and blood at the roots Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Pastoral scene of the gallant south them big bulging eyes and the twisted mouth scent of magnolia clean and fresh Then the sudden smell of burning flesh Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck Rain together for the wind to suck for the sun to rot for the Thank you.